0: Are you a machine learning enthusiast? Do the concepts of high-speed aviation excite you? Or do you get fascinated by a world where self-driving cars are very common? If your answers to any of the questions is yes, this episode is going to be an exciting one for you. Welcome to the new episode of the Tech Ketchup Show on Nerd for Tech Originals and today I have with me Karthik Chaudhary a practicum researcher at NASA and a former machine learning intern at Apple and he talks about some of these massive and impactful technologies in this episode and for anyone who loves and enjoys innovation and technology you don't want to miss such conversations so go on and enjoy this podcast till the end this is your host Kushak Srivastava and see you on the other side So welcome, Ka- welcome Karthik, to the Tech Ketchup show, a Nerd 4 Tech original, and I hope you just enjoy yourself and we have a great conversation today.
1: I do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really great initiative you guys are taking, and uh, I really think it's going to bring a lot of value to a lot of students out there.
0: Uh, thanks a lot, and it's a pleasure to host you. So, like, Karthik, just to start with the conversation i would like to uh, ask you about like since you have been associated with some of the most prestigious organizations in the world you're working with some of mm-hmm. those organizations be it apple or nasa so how intelligent do you feel about yourself and like it, it <laughs> uh, and on a like on a daily basis how overwhelming do you feel when you like interact with some of the most uh, brilliant brains of the world so how overwhelming that is
1: uh, so, answering the first question, um, see, to be honest, uh, I don't really. Uh, intelligence isn't really a thing. I, I really don't think so. Like, yeah, you have basic intelligence, but uh,
0: yeah.
1: beyond that, I think it's a lot of being at the right place at the right time. Number one. Uh, number two is uh, see, it's 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 just willing. It's just a willingness to do things. It's not about intelligence or anything. And overwhelming, hundred percent every day. Like uh, if you talk to my parents or my anybody I know at this point, they'll yeah. tell you about <laughs> how overwhelmed I'm through the day, um, <laughs> and about the intelligent colleagues. Um, so it's definitely an amazing thing uh, because you get to learn a lot from them. If you're if you're yeah. in a group of people you know with the same mindset then you don't really learn a lot you need to interact with people from different di- uh, mindsets uh, from different backgrounds and that really helps you out and uh, you know diversify your mindset exactly, exactly.
0: so uh, how like i would li- like to know karthik like if you could break down how did apple and then how did nasa happen to you and like what what was the entire procedure and process to just go into like, to get those those internships out there
1: Right. So, um, Apple is, it's a pretty standard company. Like it's, it's a very large company and, uh, exactly. yeah, their, their cutoffs are, I think a little higher than some other company, but, uh, they have a very standard and a well-structured uh, process. I think, uh, in the case of a company like Apple, what ends up happening is, uh, you need to be specialized in, uh, Like suppose now, now let's talk about machine learning. Okay, you can be good at like, you can be good at generic machine learning, but uh, I think you need a taste for a more in depth uh, setting of machine learning, something that they're looking for. And this is just something I noticed in all of my colleagues and uh, all the people on my team. And uh, anybody you point to, you can basically say that, you know, if there is something that I want to do in this particular field, that person is the person to talk to. And that person basically covers everybody in the team. Okay. So everybody in that team has some specialized skill or the other. And uh, coming to NASA, so the thing is, a lot of this is because of CMU, Uh, that's Carnegie Mellon. That's where I'm uh, doing my grad studies right now. So um, I think over here, having a prestigious brand name also comes into play. Because a lot of these uh, places, uh, like uh, all of these research units like NASA and all, they come to CMU to have the students solve their problems. And that's how you get a lot of opportunities. Okay. Um, Now, this uh, this being said, this doesn't mean that uh, only coming from prestigious universities allows you to do it. Yeah. Uh, It's just that you come to know about a lot more things uh, being at a place like CMU. Exactly.
0: Uh, so, like, Karthik, since uh, a lot of, like, machine learning, data science has been, like, some of the hot, hot uh, technology stuff that everyone wants to explore nowadays, and be it professionals, be it students, they, they are just trying to learn new things, attending MOOCs, and watching some YouTube videos, trying to read stuff for, for learning those kind of things. So, how, how did you start your journey in learning uh, this machine learning and data science part? And then, uh, like wh- how how your learning curve has been since then because there, there, the field is like evolving every day. There there is something new coming out uh, like every day. So how how has your learning curve been? Uh,
1: so my start has been exactly how you define defined. Okay. YouTube videos. I still remember like the first thing I jumped into on YouTube were uh, Hugo Larochel's uh, neural network videos. Uh, they okay. explained the math behind it thoroughly overwhelming to see the math. And I did this during my uh, first year of undergrad, I think. And okay. at that point, that math was just alien to me. Um, and then after that, piece by piece. So I guess a lot of the things I did after that, uh, I picked up on the subject a lot faster. Uh, first thing is having a project-based mentality, I think. So as you mentioned, machine learning is a huge, huge uh, field at this point. Yeah. Yeah it's, it's accelerating. You have so much literature coming out every day. Uh, when you have a project in mind, that time, you know that you have to focus on a particular aspect. Uh, and it's not like if you have a project based uh, approach, uh, you're going to ignore the rest of uh, machine learning or anything like that. Yeah. It's just that when you want to pick up a particular skill in that, in that domain, just go and pick up a project. And there are so many things available online. Yeah. Like, Yeah. And another really good thing is, uh, so uh, machine learning is very democratized. So uh, you have a lot of resources available to the general public. Yeah, Take advantage of it.
0: Exactly. So like, is there, are there any particular things or like some important things that one should, a person or a student who is just trying to break into this learning, learning, Path of machine learning. So, are, are some of the important things that should be kept in mind while starting, or any any anything that that actually needs to be there when you're starting off with learning machine learning?
1: Uh, so that that basically depends on which side of machine learning do you want to go to. Okay. Uh, if you want to go on to the research side, I'd say you need a very strong math background. Uh, okay. uh, the second, if you want to go on an application side then uh, you get to use a lot of pre existing models a lot of very very well documented things and yeah. uh, the thing about the application side that people i think uh, skip normally is along with having machine learning skills you do need very good software development skills too okay like uh, it's like you can be a good you can be good at machine learning by just knowing machine learning you can be great at machine learning by knowing machine learning and how to develop the software
0: okay like, karthik uh, as as you told us that you have a background in high speed aviation so could you could you just explain to our listeners that what exactly do we mean in simpler terms that uh, what actually is high speed aviation and like what is your role being an ml engineer uh, into this into this domain
1: uh, so uh, just just one difference in that is so it's uh, my background is actually high speed transportation okay and uh, so coming to what I've done in the past related to it and how it basically developed into machine learning is, uh, so one of the first, so I've, I've always been fascinated by cars okay right? and uh, I've always wanted to build a car. Right. Uh, my first step towards it would be this amazing concept called Hyperloop. okay So Hyperloop absolutely blew my mind when it came out, like when Elon Musk published that white paper. And uh, that's when we started working on it. So it's not a car; it's a pod. Okay. But it was a very exhilarating thing. And uh, the thing about taking up projects like this, and uh, and I think uh, going into the uh, going into these fields is, when you do a few projects over here, you start understanding what the data is going to be like. Okay. Now, so I started off with uh, Hyperloop. Uh, I could I saw a lot of data related to it you understand a few things. Uh, the next project uh, I worked on, so that is something that I'm working on right now is also, um, uh, so we are working on the Rover Race car, we are working on DevBot. And uh, we are basically working with uh, extremely high speed uh, vehicle situations, cornering and all that. And that data is not completely independent from our background. And the third thing is aviation data coming to NASA. And uh, so I can't really speak a lot about it, but yeah, uh, that's basically just, uh, so that is more of uh, figuring out, you know, when there's going to be an anomaly or not. Uh, okay. The thing is, a lot of this relates back to physics. i okay. having an understanding of how that physics works is where that machine learning really comes into picture because you can't use equations everywhere. You need exactly. tolerances.
0: Exactly. So could you uh, please explain, uh, Karthik, like what exactly was that Hyperloop project and like what what, what work did you do out there and like what what were the learnings from that project?
1: So, um, Hyperloop is basically, so it's it's a pod which is traveling at an extremely high velocity through a tube, through a vacuum tube. And uh, SpaceX came out with this competition called the Hyperloop pod competition. Uh, it's a great initiative. I really like it. I think it didn't happen this year, but it'll come back. Um, my role in it was, so first we were trying, to, the thing is when you're uh, working with high speed data, that time, even small anomalies can create a huge difference. Okay. And you need to figure out like in your three degrees of motion and all, if there's a small anom- anomaly also, how fast can you recover from it? Okay. And uh, that's that's my that was my le- uh, main takeaway from that. Uh, the thing about hyperloop, uh, how I grew as a person was um, I worked with a lot of mechanical engineers, a lot of people from instrumentation, a lot of very very varied backgrounds, electronics, and yeah. when you have this uh, experience of working with an interdisciplinary team, I think your uh, mindset also
0: grows. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so like Karthik, uh, since since like you have been into uh, like into the development of software for. Uh, like or or self-driving cars. So like, how how that that what is that work and like how is exactly that process or like what what kind of surface do you actually build out for su- such uh, self-driving cars or like what what is the work you are doing in that part? Right.
1: So uh, at this point, I'd say I'm still a little basic on the self-driving okay. part because it's a huge huge field. Like exactly. You know, you have companies that are pouring in millions and billions into it. And exactly. uh, so I'm probably working on a very, very small part of something very big, but to start off, uh, so I'm working on path planning right now. And okay. that's basically to understand how the decisions that the vehicle takes so that it can move correctly on a particular route, okay. uh, avoid obstacles, things like that. And, uh, so my, my basically come back uh, to path planning from self-driving vehicles is that uh, it's like a melting pot. Uh, you have inputs from a lot of different places. You have a lot of decisions to take. And at the end of the day, that's what matters, where your vehicle is going. Exactly. You can't hit a person on the road, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, wasn't.
1: I... did I miss a part of the question? Then? Uh,
0: no. What, pardon?
1: did i miss a part
0: to a part in your question no 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 you I did, the question was answered uh, so like uh, since i know that a lot of things cannot be revealed about your work at nasa but if you could just just explain what are the few problems that you are trying to solve out there or the few problems that you are actually working on just 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 to cover some basic points right
1: um so basically flights flights are vulnerable right and okay. when we have vulnerable flights, uh, like they can, they can crash, they have anomalies going on. You have redundant measures within them okay. uh, to take care of those anomalies. And what we are trying to do is, uh, so this is uh, my entire group. We are trying to figure out uh, when there's going to be an anomaly. Okay. Like uh, during the flight, if you know something's going to go wrong, when is it going to go wrong, are there certain things we can look at, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, great, great, great.
1: The thing about the project is, uh, I think, so NASA has a lot of resources. Yeah. So it's a huge organization. So the data exactly. they have is also pretty rich.
0: Exactly. Uh, well, Karthik, we would like to just end up this conversation. Just, just a last question to you like since this is a tradition at a the tech catch up show so like what are some of the things that actually that has actually helped you a lot in being a being better at what you are uh, just just not professionally be, be in as a complete person so could you for some books or some blogs that you are very much into uh, or some kind of a podcast something whatever you whatever has helped you a lot
1: so um... A great question, by the way. It's really making me think. Um, I think all of it means, yeah, means uh, there's nothing in specific, I think, blogs, but I do read a lot of self-help. Like, uh, that's the thing. And uh, I I am actually actively trying to figure, like, so, like, tons of flaws in me, right? And I'm actively, like, just having that active process in your mind that, you know, oh, I'm actually going wrong here. I need to uh, correct uh, myself over here and just Google it. Like there yeah. are, there there are a lot of uh, really good things out there, you know, right from mental health to physical health and uh, maintaining relationships, things like that. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, the goal is to be a complete person, right? Not a robot. Yeah. yeah. So my recommendation is read blogs. And uh, so this is, a really good uh, book that uh, my dad uh, recommended to me that really helped me a, a lot that is uh, how to win friends and influence people yeah uh, that it's 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 a really good read somebody if anyone's really interested in how to connect with people and that sort of a thing
0: trust yeah. me read it well that was great having you karthik on the show i hope you enjoyed yourself and i hope our listeners also enjoy uh, listening to some some really awesome projects that you have discussed about so well that was karthik with us and i to all our listeners on every platform just like our, like our channel on whatever platform you are listening to uh, this is kushak shwastav your host signing off until the next episode thanks a lot karthik